see, there is no difference between you and the room you're in. Your cells create a field of electrical energy which touches and interacts with everything around you, including other people. There is no separation between anything or anybody. There is only the gradient of infinite change from one moment to the next. Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Friends, welcome back to the New Wave Entrepreneur. This is Daniel DiPiazza checking in with you here. And so happy to have you. It's Monday, March 7th. It's time for another Mindset Monday. Um, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to just let you know that um, it, it's honestly been, it's been so fun to hear the reactions of people as we start to produce new content. You know, all of the stuff that we're producing, whether it's brand new stuff with uh, new guests or even some of my throwback stuff from some of my signature classic series stuff back in the day, uh, the responses I'm getting in the inbox are fantastic. Um, I'm going to do my best to share some of those responses with you. I know we have, we're getting a voicemail system set up so you can leave responses so we can play them here on air. Uh, we have a couple other things we're building on newwaveentrepreneur.com to just make it more interactive, including uh, the community discord that we have for all of our workshop attendees. And so there's lots of stuff going on here. So thank you for being an active part of this community. Um, and, you know, I'm, we're really sponsoring ourselves here. This whole podcast and this whole, uh, this movement that we're creating around personal sovereignty, around financial uh intelligence around crypto, Web3, all the stuff that we've been talking about is self-sponsored, self-run. And it's really run by you, by the community. And if you want to be a part of the community and get more and give more, uh, you can go to newwaveentrepreneur.com forward slash premium. This is where our premium members join. And there's so much content that we have uh, on the back end that we just can't put it all on the podcast. There's, not, there's so much we can't share on our on our public YouTube channels, but we have uh whole workshops, you know, workshops in their entirety on everything from crypto and personal finance to to meditation and mindset training and self-confidence and business topics, sales, marketing, uh, really, you know, well-rounded info for the new wave entrepreneur in you, as well as everyone who joins the premium membership gets a free pass to all the monthly workshops that we do. So we do workshops every single month or almost every single month on, on topics uh, that can cover the gamut uh, for interested entrepreneurs and, of course, busy professionals as well who have nine to five jobs. And we've done stuff on Web3, on personal finance, uh, and everything in between. So make sure you check out newwaveentrepreneur.com forward slash premium to get all the details on that. And you know, tap in with us and enjoy today's Mindset Monday. This is where you're going to get focused on the week and extract what you can from this lesson and apply it to your life. All right, I'll catch you on the other side. Friends, welcome back to another episode of the New Wave Entrepreneur. Daniel DiPiazza checking in with you here. It is essentially the first full week of March, and you know I'm racking my brain this week. What do we want to discuss? What do we want to talk about on Mindset Monday this week? 
And, you know, my thoughts are that sometimes we get so, oh, how can I, we get so bogged down with the day-to-day activities that we have to do just to survive in the world that we often disconnect from the wonder that it is to be alive. And I know this is one of the reasons why I have enjoyed using psychedelics so much. Um, Not only do I get to feel um, the difference in, you know, in neural connection because I can see and understand different types of concepts in these psychedelic states, but I, I think it also at a deeper level connects me to a sense of wonder with myself and the world that is so easy to, I don't know, just to forget about when we're stuck in the in the grind of you know daily 3D living, of paying bills, of raising kids, of interacting with people and navigating relationships and business success and failure, and you know, so there's a wonder to the world that I think exists, and there's a there's a way of navigating the world that you don't have to strain yourself, you don't have to hurt yourself, you don't have to uh, damage yourself to operate from a, a place of power, and so. I have two essays for you today, and they are they out there. Basically, hmm, how can I say it? They are they speak to creating your reality. They speak to creating your reality, and they speak to they speak to the the nature of reality and how those two are created. And so these two um, these two poems were written, or I guess they're not really poems. These two essays were written fairly close together, a few months together. And they are a few, a few months apart, I should say, and they reflect my mindset on how to create your reality and how reality is actually structured. So the first, uh, the first essay is actually called <laughs> "How to Create Your Reality." And well, really, these are two reasons why most people don't turn their thoughts into things. There's a quote I read recently. It said, "Anything I create through focused attention and loving intention becomes my reality." And uh, I don't know if it's something that I just had in my head or something that I had read somewhere else and I just implanted it in my own brain, but the phrase came up for me over and over again in meditation this morning. And uh, I think to myself, you know, what does it actually mean? The problem is not if what you focus and intend becomes reality. See, the path from intention to creation is a fact. Even when you don't consciously intend something, if your thoughts and actions communicate that intent, changes will occur, be they positive or negative. This is cause and effect, yet we often negate our ability to create the circumstances we want in our life. Why? There are two primary factors that cause us to distrust our ability to create what we want in life. And the first is that there is a very slow speed and there's a low bandwidth of physical reality. So the speed of creation, meaning how rapidly your focused energy and intention can create a new reality, is often painfully slow. This is because the 3D world has relatively low bandwidth. For instance, you know, like potential capacity, I could say. And that's compared to that of the psychic realm or the mind or the metaphysical realm, which is the spirit. There's a, it's, a low, it's a lower frequency. So consider the example of writing a book. According to the multiverse theory, the completed book that you want to write already exists in a parallel reality because all realities exist simultaneously as potential. The author's job is to merge the present line of reality with the potential line of new reality through intentional action in the physical world. 
I'll say that again. According to multiverse theory, the completed book already exists in parallel reality because all realities exist simultaneously as potential. The author's job is to merge the present line of reality with that potential line of new reality through intentional action in the physical world. All the information for the completed book or the resources to find that information is contained inside the mind of the author before the book is written. This is where the rubber meets the road. The labor of 3D requires, reality requires the author to intercept the information out of possibility into reality, like a radio frequency on a specific channel, picking up the signal that's transmitted through universal potential and received by the brain. Then, the signal must be unscrambled, quote unquote, and translated into a physical end product. The keyboard is the mechanical barrier between the author and the finished product. First, all the competing thoughts must be organized and squeezed through this narrow, clunky physical channel which hasn't changed much in a hundred years. Like a great dam forcibly constricting a crushing tide, the brain must fall in line with the limits of current technology. The keyboard is confined to a set number of keys, has a variable output that decreases as the typist fatigues and is subject to a host of mechanical errors, creating imperfect work. And Elon Musk is working on a solution for this at Neuralink, which is basically increasing the bandwidth of human potential by circumventing the keyboard and connecting the brain directly to the computer. We are still relatively far away from this being a seamless process, and to tell you the truth, I'm not sure I'd want to be one of the guinea pigs for this. However, I think it's eventually a reality. Now, since the link from universal possibility to thought to creation must inevitably go through physical channels before the new reality is apparent, we often get frustrated because at various stages of the process, we don't feel the result is actually inevitable, even though we may understand intellectually that all potential realities must exist in the field. There is a mismatch of perception between the speed of our brain and the speed of 3D, akin to the tremendous difference between a dial-up modem of the 1990s and today's wireless internet. This discrepancy causes us to doubt our ability to create reality when what we are really experiencing is a lack of bandwidth and speed caused by the clunky physics of 3D reality, not the absence of potential in the field or our personal ability. Just like when the internet, the dial-up internet started and it was slow bandwidth, it wasn't because the potential for the internet was slow, it was because that, that modem, that mode of connection to the internet is slow. That is how our brain it compares to our potential tools or the tools that we have. Our potential is exceeds what we're capable of doing right now, what we're producing physically. And your potential probably is, is actually not even reaching what is possible with the tools that exist. So think about the difference between what your potential is and where you're at now. Even so, now the number two, the number two reason why most people don't turn their thoughts into things is that there's a duration of focus attention required to affect change. And the second element that causes us to distrust our ability to create is the duration of focus required to affect material change. This is another impediment of the 3D world. See, water does not boil the instant you set it over an open flame, no. The chemical changes are happening from the moment you turn on the burner until the second it begins bubbling. But in our minds, nothing in the interim counts because the goal is to cook our pasta, right? Now in the same way, the mind needs both quality and duration of focus to create results in the physical. The main danger is boredom and lack of, quote, motivation to reach the mental boiling point where a new reality can occur. During the time when it feels like nothing's happening, a whole host of changes are being made below the surface which are creating the conditions for new reality but if you turn off the burner too soon, everything cools off again. The only solution is to stay the course until things start cooking. And that, my friends, is how to create your reality. So this goes in line 
with you know the new wave entrepreneur philosophy with the podcast with all the content we're producing because it is uh, it, it shows you that what you're capable of is greater than what you see and there's a technology that isn't just evolving with the machines that we're creating as humans but with the way that we're using our minds as humans the changes that we're making to humanity aren't just through physical and technological changes they're through mental and and psychological and spiritual changes and understanding how to create your own reality and understanding that what you thought turns into something real is part of the process of making these changes in your life and i'm not the first one to come up with this in fact i just started listening to oh man Earl Nightingale, and he has something called the strangest secret. And essentially, that's what he talks about. You know, the, the strangest secret is that what you think you become, that thoughts become things. And his entire thesis and philosophy is around how that happens. Now, I didn't, I never, never listened to him until, you know, two or three weeks ago. And I know that he was a, a well-known and famous, but I'd never really heard his work. And I'd come to the same conclusion through my own work and meditation and reading and self-development and just noticing the patterns in my life and seeing how things uh, tend to happen. And good or bad, you create your own reality. It's not just that you're manifesting all positivity. It's that how you're moving and what you're thinking create the things that you want. And there are ways of changing your thoughts to help to create what you want in the physical world more quickly, more efficiently. And so that was part of what this essay was about. Now, in relation to that, as someone who I'm sure is ambitious and curious like you are, and someone who's uh, wanting to develop uh, new ways of thinking and living, I'd love to give you my thoughts on the shape of time and space. And I wrote an essay to describe just that and it's called The Gradient of Now. The world moves in a continuous gradient that humans have to break into discrete units in order to measure. But there are no specific points in time or space. There are no specific colors, even. There are no specific people. We use minutes to break down the endless flow of time into neat little building blocks so that our brains can decipher them. Time's true form is shaped more like a psychic Mobius strip than a continuous line from the past to the future. The past and the future are interwoven in a constant relationship to each other, creating one infinite edge that folds back onto itself. For an event to have happened in the past, it would have needed to occur at a discrete time. But the more you examine time, the more it slips through your fingers like sand. St. Augustine said, I know what time is, but when you ask me, I don't. Every moment only exists in relation to other moments. We use personal and collective history to create mental hooks that compress the vast calculus of time into a manageable file. When exactly does a moment in time begin or end? Is a child born the moment she leaves the birth canal and is breathing oxygen on our side of the womb? Is she born when the sperm fertilizes the egg? or when the cells of the egg are created. Maybe she's born at the exact moment that her father and mother are born because without those events, her existence would be impossible. Or was she born when the first single-celled organism finally became multicellular and its ancestor crawled out of the sea? You see, the more closely you look at time, the more you notice there's nothing to see. <laughs> there are no boundaries around when events start and stop. There are no discrete units to measure a moment, only a continuous flow of causation of itself. There's only now. And now, and now. The more you look at matter, the more you realize it's not solid. The body we experience as hard and dense is actually more air than land. We are completely porous on a microscopic level constituted of trillions of cells, surrounded by constellations of empty space. Inside each nucleus, even more particles vibrating with cellular energy. You extend to infinity in both 
directions. See, there is no difference between you and the room you're in. Your cells create a field of electrical energy which touches and interacts with everything around you, including other people. There is no separation between anything or anybody. There is only the gradient of infinite change from one moment to the next. Last night, I watched the sky flex and bloom in the mountains of Santa Monica. The sun pulsed an infinite bouquet of colors for two hours as it set over the valley, every instant a different color, deep crimson to brilliant blue and green. Every shade, every moment, a barely perceptible variation of the one just a second before. I wonder if our lives are much like the pulsing colors over the night sky. Every moment, no separation, only a gradient of experiences. Only now, and now, and now. And that's the gradient of now. And that's my idea around the shape of how things really are. Um, you know, my my thoughts on all of this stuff has come through a lot of years of just uh, reading and studying, meditating, obviously psychedelics, obviously uh, a lot of uh, just talking to people and um, traveling the world. And um, these are just my experiences. Like I certainly can't um, prove anything. I certainly can't, I haven't come to prove that, but I have come to share and I hope that they are relevant to you. And um, much love to you. Uh, please feel free to uh, to share your thoughts with me via email. You can catch me at daniel at newwaveentrepreneur.com. All right. Talk to you on the flip side. <laughs>